The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Women's Sanctuary. I'm Arlia Hoffman, and I am really excited about this conversation today. Um, This is actually my first show of 2023, and I have two powerhouse women joining me. Um, First is a name you will recognize, Jacqueline Robinson, who is a dear, I was about to say old friend, a dear longstanding friend, (laughs) soul sister, and um, fellow priestess. And um, we're just thrilled just to be in the same room together today. So that's exciting. And my guest today is Jessica Dawson, someone who I visited with. And we had an extraordinary conversation last year. Um, and at the time, we we said, oh, we have to do this again. And here we are at last. Um, so let me remind you of, well, first, hello, Jacqueline. How are you? Hello. Great. <laughs> great. It, it really is, as you said, like to sit in the same room, first of all, for us anyway. But secondly, to together have a conversation with one of your guests, Jessica, who is brand new to me. So I love just diving into new energy and space always with you. And um, certainly you never know what's going to happen when we're together. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) All right. Well, let me introduce Jessica. She is an activator of soul and business potential, angelic Reiki master teacher, transformational coach, and intuitive astrologer. Jessica is on a quest to activate powerhouse women into rapid alignment with their authentic soul mission. Her heartfelt prayer inspires new earth leaders into unapologetic ownership of their full voice and radiance so they can build thriving businesses that allow them to share their gifts, wisdom, and the heartfelt message with the world and make a positive impact on the future of humanity all without ever having to sacrifice anything or anyone they love. Again, I'll say it again. That was an extraordinary intro. How are you, Jessica? I'm well, yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. You know, hearing yesterday that Jacqueline was going to be joining us on the podcast, I just thought this is so aligned and so perfect, given that what I was really feeling called to speak into today is around co-creation. So it's really fitting that there are three of us here today. And thank you for having me. It is, it is perfection. It it really is. Um, That's been a, a a hot topic of conversation between Jacqueline and I, you know, the energy is changing so fast Mm. and we all knew we were moving into this sense of community and co-creation. And yet, you know, it's just, it's, it's surprising, at least to me, it is surprising how natural and easy it is, but also how compelling it is. Like I I was telling Jacqueline today, I don't want to do this alone and Mm. there's no need to do it alone. And there's so much available to us. I think we've, we've probably all experienced what happens when, well, two or more gather and the combined energy is incredible and powerful. And we are, it reminds us of how powerful we are together. Mm-hmm. So what, what has that been like for you in the last, in this, in, I guess in the last year, as the energy is shifting and that's become more of your focus? Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, my purpose or my sense right from the very beginning has been around what we can create when we co-create with spirit and that is the perspective that I've always taken on business and particularly um, when I work with my business anchoring signature process it is around bringing in this um, second element right and the to you the existing human you and the combination of those two pieces is what actually births the evolved version of not only you but your business and so um when we connected a couple of weeks ago to rearrange this or arrange a new chat 
um, it really kind of hit home for me that this has gone, you know, when we last spoke, it was, I was very much sort of quite focused on the business and the importance of listening to one's community and co-creating um, solutions and things from that that conversation. But I'm really seeing that it's going so much further beyond that now. And the business is really just um, a vessel or um, an expression of successful leadership of ourselves. Mm. And that really comes from, you know, stepping into not only that leadership of ourselves, but uh, or connecting with the version of ourselves that is connected with all, that is connected with everything, that is co-creating this divine dance, this divine symphony um, together. So my, I suppose my focus or my perspective, my vision has probably shifted a little bit back more to its original roots around being that, the importance of, of the co-creation and what can come from that, like the, the potential that can be birthed from that to bring forth um, this new earth that um, we are moving into, that we're co-creating together. Yeah, so what fascinates me in what you said, Jessica, and there's a number of things, like literally Arlia picked me up, I don't know, three hours ago. I got in the car and you've already touched at least three points that immediately came spilling out of myself. And I was coming from meeting with another woman who I've known through Facebook and speaks this language. So it's it's very buzzing and alive. And the piece that you said that strikes me out of many is I find myself sort of going back to where I began. I, I am living this myself and it's been probably a, a year to a six month process of really understanding I was purifying and clearing. And it's like popcorn in the field. And it's coming from women who are saying, like, I feel like I'm going backwards. I feel like I'm going back there or I'm going back to the basics. But we're mm-hmm. not like we're we're touching what our true essence was and is. And the gap between has been a purified embodiment of the energy. So I'm wondering when you say I'm going back to the beginning, does that speak to what you mean when you say it? Absolutely. I think it's we're going back to that original sense and source of self and we're bringing it forward into this future moment, which is more than what we were mm-hmm. at that original point of time because of everything that we have traversed in between. Mm-hmm. So that absolutely um, speaks to, to what I feel this is. And in fact, um, it was almost two years ago now that I hosted a retreat um, in the Coromandel of New Zealand, which is a really beautiful area if anyone um, knows of it and and is hard to be, um, you know, like having been a really key pivotal point of Lemuria, right, which was one of those original ancient civilizations on earth. And um, we, and, and it was called Return in Time. It was called Return in Time. And it was the most magical amazing experience that I've ever had in my life to date Mm. Um, the energy was next level the way that we weaved was next level and it was nothing that I could ever have facilitated with my human mind it was completely orchestrated by spirit by each of us being guided um, and moved in this beautiful symphony and harmony by spirit Um, and all we had to do was show up and allow that to happen. So it really is about coming back to that original seed, coming back to that original essence and allowing ourselves to be moved from that space, from that sacred um, source. I love how you use the word uh, divine symphony because that so beautifully expresses this, this dance, this energy that we can't even really put into words of what it is to be dancing with our creative self with the divine with with the divine acting on in the external and within us and and inspiring us it, there's so much at play 
Mm-hmm. Um, how would you define, as you're saying it, your original self? Such a great question. Um, I feel that it's it's the essence, the return to the source, the heart of us that is unconditional love. It's the part of us that comes from that very true, pure place that is not acting from any condition or um, desire even necessarily outside of ourselves. Um, Yeah, maybe it's just as simple as that. The part of us that doesn't have any expectation or need or want or greed outside of itself that truly is that purity, that love. Yeah, I think I think I would call that the sovereign self. Of course you would. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> of course she would. Yeah, because that's that's who I am. Um I love that. But yeah, the 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 beingness, right? The purity of our beingness and and being motivated and acting from that source. That's how that's how I interpret that. And that's that's what I've experienced as well. It's um you know, two years ago, kind of this real return to basics and embodiment. And then, and then that, at least for me, that very simple, those simple steps, I I say they're simple, but the basic steps of, of listening and acting and then trusting whatever comes next. And I hadn't really thought of it in terms of returning to essence, but that really is where I am because my initial vision was of um, you know, supporting women in, in their paths. And that is still true. And it looks completely different than I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. I, I never imagined as we sit here owning a podcast production company. I mean, that, <laughs> like what? And yet, and yet it is so perfectly aligned with how my life has been led and evolved. And I have absolutely, and that's, I guess that's the beauty of what I'm feeling resonates with you and with, with Jackie is that it is so clear. I have so much clarity now that every, it's almost like every decision's easy and every step is easy because you kind of check inside, which way do I go? Okay. And it's like, I'm not saying there aren't struggles, but for at least I I would love y'all's thought on this. But for me, the inner direction and the inner wisdom and the inner compass is so freaking strong. I can't help but but carry forward with where I'm being led. Yeah, there was something that you said that jumped out to me. around that piece around the naturalness you know when we're at home in ourselves and in our truth there's such a naturalness to it um even if it's not what you we would have thought that it was going to be with our minds and I think sometimes I know for myself definitely um much less so now but still at times it's that that sometimes you know trips us up like we feel like it needs to be hard and we feel like we need to push down all these difficult paths and Uh, take the challenging route um, because we're maybe not necessarily always comfortable with ourselves with with the ease of of that and that can be I know for me where a lot of that kind of questioning comes up and overlooking the the truth like the very clear path that's actually just right there in front of me you know the genius that I don't have to try for I don't have to work for Um, and so I guess that is the big part of that process of coming back into this co-creative harmony is learning to um, and becoming more comfortable with sitting at home in that place within ourselves um, for each of us as individuals so that that then sort of ripples out and we come back into that divine weaving because we're in our natural place we're in our right um, place for want of a better word absolutely I mean you and I touched on this last time when we were talking about the Aquarian energy about this this um the paradox of of being in kind of in alignment with ourselves 
and then being in community. And when we are in alignment and and standing in ourselves, then it just makes that that co-creation so much easier and um, sets up the energy for successful co-creation. Absolutely. I have a feeling you want to say something. Well, I have a couple of things. Um, The first in response to what we're speaking about in terms of that organic natural flow that we're all experiencing in different ways. I would say number one for me and in witnessing, and I, I don't know enough of your experience, Jessica, so I would be curious. There had to be a death. Like I really had to let so many layers die and to trust because I was going to say it's not really a sur- it wasn't really a surrender because that was already it's already in me. So this was a different place from which to trust that dying process to then get to oh, yeah. oh my gosh that flows so easy that's the path and it requires a discernment Oh, that's so true. And the discernment, like my mind wants to say the discernment is which thing on the path, but it's not. For me, the discernment has been that thought right there, out, out. And the ease, which is happening so much currently in the movements I'm making. And I know, like I know the one move I made in the physical realm that changed it all. I know that. And I couldn't have said that six months ago or three years ago when I was going through. And and I've had some of the same similar experiences. You could, I can trace mine back to a couple of seed experiences where I just took one little leap of faith and everything changed. In the physical realm. Yeah. Like it no longer was, okay, in my spiritual self and in my private world and in my soul conversation. I'm going to hold my intention. I'm just going to. And in my intentions and how I want to create my business, which matters. Speak my affirmations in the mirror. I mean, it's all important, but you know, but it's got to come here. And for, for me at least, and I wonder if this has come for you. We really will let you talk at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Is, is I had, I had to. I'm going to say, lay it down. I had to lay down. And the woman I was speaking with this this morning, I said it was a spiritual arrogance Mm. that I had to lay down and step into the physical realm in a way that the spiritually arrogant voice said, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. I think that's self-abandonment. And I don't think you're following all the things which were lies. And so coming back to that organic matter, I think we have been schooled in what that truly is versus what we have been told it is. Mm. And the schooling originates, going back to the original organic matter, it originates from within. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Some of what we had to let go of, let die was that arrogance. What does that, is that any of that resonate for you, Jessica? Oh, a hundred percent. I was full of arrogance. I think I probably still am at times because it would be arrogant to think that I'm there, you know, that I've hit a point or, or there's not more to uncover. Um, but for sure, I thought I knew it all. I, you know, was very attached to these I guess like masculine driven spiritual practices and got to meditate for 40 minutes a day, you know, otherwise the whole world's going to fall down. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that so deeply. Um, And, you know, I feel like potentially it's a part of the process that we have to move through um, to get to that point. Like you're saying, Jacqueline, like, you know, of letting go of surrendering all of those, um, you know, expressions and parts of self that aren't really us. Um, And particularly, 
um, and I'm sort of just thinking this out loud, but, you know, particularly for souls that have come here for a mission and do deep down inside know there is something more in that initial awakening uh, phase and when, you know, we remember and we connect with tribe and, you know, spiritual family that also remember they're lightworkers and they're here for a mission and they've got a purpose and there's a new earth to birth. It's like, oh, that's who I am, you know, and we connect with that part of ourselves again, but don't always realize, um, you know, I know this is true for me, that that the human self is not really quite there yet, you know, and there's a journey that we have to go through to let go of, of all of all of that, um, which is really, I think, a big part of what you were um, speaking into, um, Jacqueline, or you know, at least what I was was kind of interpreting through my lens is we are co-creating this new earth with the earth, which mm. includes our bodies and not just our minds. And so this process of transformation and transition has to happen through the body. And that is something that takes time. Mm-hmm. And I often say that we can make a decision in an instant we can um, have an epiphany in an instant. We can change our minds in an instant. But actually uh, anchoring and manifesting that shift, that consciousness, um, that realization into our physical reality is something that takes time. Like we're literally changing the fabric of reality, our bodies, our world, our homes, our communities. And that is that is a growth process like a tree, you know, it just would- takes that's another one of the things I was I was talking to her on on the drive was that um you know I can I can feel things shifting in the energetics I can feel my whole self like it's like I'm turning I'm shifting towards something else and the 3D around me has not changed yet and that's okay but for me that's the growth process now is okay so holding holding that intention it's not just an intention but that energetic space of what is already here and and holding space for it to ripple out into the the physical realm mm. 3d reality is on alert though it's on notice oh yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that's what you know that thing was one of my earliest lessons is like yeah it just just because you haven't said it doesn't mean it's not you're not transmitting it all the time beep, beep, beep. <laughs> um, so, so one question that came to me, and then as you were speaking, there's a there's a an additionally rich element to it. How would you speak to feminine leadership? I have seen a lot of chatter about this. I know in my own unfolding, it's been a challenge to really step into the leadership I know belongs to and I am being called to belongs to me and I am being called to. And the second part of that inquiry, Jessica, is differentiating that from the spiritual arrogance. Ooh, yeah. Mm, okay. I'm going to just write a little note here so I don't remember, forget where I'm going with this. Um, there's so much in that. There's so much in that. Um, and I'm just going to pull out a couple of things that, you know, feel really true for me. Um, but first thing is that, you know, I feel that feminine leadership comes from a place of connection first because, you know, the feminine is uh, community connection the oneness it's it's everything um and as you probably you know also resonate with the um you know the feminine has to come first it doesn't mean that she's better than or more than the masculine but in order to uh, create and lead from a place that honors everyone and is um, inclusive and fosters belonging. We need to lead from the place within us that is connected first, that cares about community and connection first. And then behind that comes the masculine, that individuated expression within that. But if we try to lead from the uh, individuated aspect first, 
then that's, I think, where, at least for myself, I've fallen into trouble. And I think the second part of your question, um, can you remind me? Do you remember what that is? I do. I do. Yeah. Just to speak to, and I'm asking these questions also to bring it into the field because I feel many women are unclear how how this all moves in them. So the second piece, Jessica, is between the the feminine leadership that she truly is called to. And we acknowledge it is as woman, it is her feminine energy. And there's a yang element that must be present and partnered. So the second piece is for a woman who senses this is in her coding, and we're now talking about our own movement through spiritual arrogance. How mm. does she begin to pull those threads apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, and I mean, this is just my perspective. I'm no expert here, but I feel like arrogance is a masculine energy you know, it's a distorted version of the masculine. And we've had an over-dependence on that masculine energy for so long, you know, that he's become tired, she's got pushed out of the way, there's this imbalance that's going on. And to me, the the arrogance is this energy of I know, you know, I know. The feminine is this energy of the unknown, of the unseen and being prepared and from that place there's an ability or um or be an in the um invitation to be prepared to be open to all things mm. and to be shown the way rather than to determine the way or set the way from our individuated sense of self so what what where that leads me is back to what you were saying, which is within us, the feminine leads that the place of openness and not knowing and responding. And then when we do know from from our from the tr- the, the perspective of what's true for us, then the I know and the action and the and the the masculine young energy moves us towards wherever we're being led. So it mm-hmm. is, it's in service to the feminine finding and feeling. Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about the finding and the feeling as responses instead of um, freeze or, or flight, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the finding your way, feeling your way. And then once you have that direction, then the masculine follows with the action. That sound mm. is that similar to what you're saying? I love that interpretation of it or that way of putting it absolutely does. And I think you know, to speak into maybe some more tangible ways of applying that, which they think part of what your original question, Jacqueline, was leading into is like asking, listening, and receiving. So I am in this constant conversation, or am at least intending to be in this constant conversation with my guides and with source with the universe. And I'm saying, show me the way I'm saying, um, what is it that I need to know? What am I missing? What's going on in this situation? So that's been the big shift for me is recognizing that I don't know. Um, And instead of trying to forge my way forward, I literally say out loud, show me the way, show me um, what I need to know about this situation. And I let go. And it comes back to me inevitably, it reveals itself without a lot of necessarily like hard digging or, um, you know, trying to figure out the answer or, you know, overthinking it with my mind. But of course, that requires a sincerity, you know, a sincerity as to show me and rather than a demand or um, this part, you know, of self that I know I definitely experienced Um that that kind of wants to know but doesn't really want to know and so what I actually do if I find myself I'm like I'm asking but I know in my heart I'm not really being genuine right now then I would say I would say that you know I would admit that and I would say I'm asking this question but like 
you know, I recognize that I don't really want to know the answer. Please help me. Oh, yeah. Please help me to be ready to receive. Please make me ready. And this is that co-creative piece that comes in, right? We, we're not doing this alone. We can't do this alone. We're part of this collective uh, organism of beings. We're a collective of individuated beings. First and foremost, we have that collective. And so yeah, I really believe that we can't muscle our way out of this matrix or this conditioned world without help. It requires asking for help. It requires doing it together, whether that be in conversation with another human like we are, uh, whether that be um, in connection with a friend, with a mentor, with nature, with animals. Like it's that um, outreach and opening to what is around us that is going to get us through because the patterns that we are moving through are not us. They weren't created in isolation. And so I don't believe that they can be broken down in isolation. Mm. We may come to a realization, we may come to an aha or an insight on our own, but to truly embody that and to um, integrate that, we need to have a new experience in communion with another being that reflects that new reality back to us in some way or another. That is so important. I hadn't really looked at it that way, but that's so important that the, that yes, we're moving in this field and we're, we're, as an individual, we're getting these, this information, these downloads, these epiphanies, and yet it has to happen together. It has to, it, it has to it, um, materialize and be reflected in others. I love the way you put that. We can't muscle through it. I think we've, we've all spent so many years trying to muscle through it. <laughs> it's just, it's exhausting. Mm. And, not arrogant. Well, and to me, the when I when I feel and have lived the arrogance, what I can see from here is it was born out of a disconnect from self. Mm. Yeah. And so because there wasn't that full connection for a number of reasons, for trauma reasons, for ancestral reasons, for not yet conscious reasons. In that disconnect, there's a void and something is going to fill it. Yeah. And I imagine all three of us sitting here could fill three hours with the stories of what our own personal experience has been of what has come in and filled that and how we then have been initiated, needed to clear and purify it. and then felt the truth of ourself finally come in and pulse into the space. So the arrogance to me feels like it begins to break apart, like literally shatter and break apart as we, for me, my language was not that I let go and surrendered. I like, I literally I killed that part of myself. Like I really did. I really made the choice to let her die, to say it is done and to allow something to your point, Jessica, very unknown. Like I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know how, what I held dear was going to be orchestrated in my life. And mm-hmm. so out of my previous fear, was a disconnect, let her die, even in some ways, like, and when I say kill her, I see it as having the willingness to pick up the sword and with mercy end the suffering. You know, my husband and I, we've been watching Vikings, which I never thought I would watch. And it's a, it's a docudrama, but they believed in out of honor. If, a, if, if, if a, a warrior was wounded on the field, you end his life. You don't leave him there to suffer. And that's what I feel like had to happen. And then I became connected to myself. Then I could answer the call to step out 
take the risk, be on lead and anchor in what wanted to come through me, which previously I would have looked around for who else was there that could hold the frequency Mm. because there was a void. And I don't mean the positive feminine void that it is the source of creation. I mean, a void, hollow, emptiness, nothing, no awareness, no consciousness truly of self in the Aquarian frequencies, Mm -hmm. which are very different. Very different. Mm -hmm. Jessica, have you had any experience of of having, I mean, you have, but, but I guess um, of having the old pieces having to fall away or die in order to be open to the new that's, that needs, that needs space to be born. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel that I've spent the last almost four years since um, my husband and I moved from my original um, home city to where we now live in the country, dying mm. hundreds, and hundreds and hundreds of times. You know, that's the the feminine death and rebirth process, right? I can relate to it so much. I couldn't even pick one moment out because it feels like it's been one huge massive death, which is you know like coming up the other side now but um I think to speak into some of those pieces that were jumping out for me as you were speaking is like yeah it it gets to be a point where enough is enough it's like I can't take this anymore I'm not willing to tolerate this anymore I will not do this to myself anymore um it's really something that I have had to come to many, many times. And I found that to be a really potent and really powerful place to be. Um, I don't think we always need to suffer to that degree in order to make that decision. Um, But, you know, it is, there is a lot of potency and potential if we do find ourselves in a place like that. And it's almost like where, I know for me, where I've hit a point where the cost of holding on to things and keeping them as they are is not worth the pain and suffering that I've been in. And that's what's driven me to make that decision. And I think sometimes we hold on because, like you said, it's so unknown. It's so completely unknown. And this is one of the pieces that I've been bringing forth a lot um, in the container that I'm holding at the moment called Create. Um, where I've said, you know, the thing about new creation is that it's new means we don't know. We actually literally don't know. We may have seen it outside of ourselves. We may have seen something that someone else is living that looks appealing. We may know that we don't feel right, like that things aren't right as they are, that they can't continue as they are, but we still don't actually know that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like no. Yeah. yeah. We or, yeah. Or, or or be able to yeah imagine it with our minds because our minds are so limited and the potential is unlimited. So so we're we're gonna have to step into the unknown because we can't even imagine what is possible and available. And the only way to access that is through that that trust. And that ability, as you were speaking, I was thinking about some of the pivotal moments in my life when I stepped into the unknown and the incredible amount of um, courage, right? That heart-centered strength, that steadfastness, that to, to be able to step into and, and say, yes, I have no freaking idea what's about to happen, but here I go. Because I feel so strongly that I'm being, this is where I'm meant to be, where I'm meant to go. Um Again, I was just mentioning that to her early, that earlier, like this is, I can feel my energy shifting. I have no clue how it's going to happen. And um, I don't think I'm meant to know, right? I just am meant to know what's the next right step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, my mind would clamp down on it, right? What's, you know, um, that reminds me, you know, when we when we envision something, if our mind gets a hold of it, it creates a picture of what it's supposed to look like. And when we're stuck in that, then, then we might completely miss what's actually our destiny. 
because mm. we're so focused on a picture our mind has made. It's mm. in some ways it serves us to not know exactly because because mm. then we're 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 well we're walking walking with trust and faith. And the potential becomes so limited when you know I think it can be this is the only way it can be. Or even that you know the way that it will be, even if you're not like thinking this is the only way it will be. If you're just thinking, okay, I saw what it is. It looks like this. And then you've got these rigid edges. Exactly. That it might look like this over here, you know, or it might overflow over there and you have no idea. I watched this happen to you and I told you so. Yeah. I think it was probably two months I said holy F woman. (laughs) It's just like I watched her make a decision. Boom, make a decision. Boom, make a decision. This opened up, this opened up, this opened up, this opened up. Like it just to, okay, I now have the women's agency. I I am a, a podcast producer and I foresee this large collective co-creation, right, Jessica, of women coming together and it immediately came into form. But even in that, you know, I can't get stuck in, I have the women's agency. This is what it looks like. This is how it's going to be. I, you know, cause then I, then again, I will shut down spirit and my own spirit. I'll, I'll just shut it down and lock it away in a box. If I, if I, if I decide this is its form, you know, it's, it still continues to has to be a, a fluid unfolding which comes back to something you said in the beginning. And forgive me, I don't remember your exact words. I often see it in the energy field. And I saw what you said, which was something along the lines of creating the channel, opening the portal. These are my language, my words for what I could see when you were speaking about it. And it was right I think one of the first things you said, Jessica, and you were talking about the co-creating of spirit and of people, and you alluded to, you, to the, was it the container? And maybe, maybe, but just that, you know, I, I heard it from you and I hear it from you and I know it has resonated for me of the energy wants to come through. My current mandate is create the channel, mm-hmm. create the channel. That's what I just saw when you said that is like you created the channel. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming through. You don't know why in the big picture at the end game. Okay. You're done. Arlia, please come home at the end game. What really you're creating, Mm-mm. but the mandate was create the channel, create the channel. Literally. Literally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally. Yes. So what, how does this creation look? for you, Jessica, this, mm. this whole process of creation, you said you have a, you have a program at the moment, but ha- it, I want to hear about that, but also just in general for you, how is it, how is it manifesting for you? Can you go a little more specific on your question? Yeah. Well, you're not, you're, you know, this, this, this um, creative energy that you're, you're, you're creating the channel you know, create co-creating with spirit. What is it? How has that looked for you in life lately? Mm -hmm. It's really looked like a massive, massive shift. So I'll say you're saying mess. You said massive. I did too. Like, well, yeah, it can (laughs) be messy. Massive. Got it. Got it. I really resonate with something you said earlier, Alia, about, you know, you feel that you've turned a corner but it hasn't quite manifested yet. And I feel like I've also been turning a really big corner probably since April last year, but the seeds of that came in much earlier. And so I'm going to speak into, you know, one of the ways that I really got trapped in that tunnel vision and really pinned myself down and locked myself down in terms of the possibility that was available for me. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that I hosted a retreat a couple of years ago almost now and it was amazing like I you know every retreat has gone so smoothly for me I've never had one that hasn't sold out somewhere along the line with COVID I forgot about that I forgot about that natural in-person genius that I had and 
in, with this whole online flurry, I somehow got caught up and fixated on the idea that an online course was the only way that I would be able to bring my mission <laughs> and earn myself a living doing what it is that I love. And so that hit like a crescendo point for me, um, or maybe a rock bottom point, um, <laughs> probably more accurate, um, towards the end of last year when I really, I went to launch another online program. I was like, man, this feels so heavy. Mm. This feels so, why is this such a push? Like I'm not getting any feedback. I'm not getting any response. Um, I reached out to people. I asked questions and there was just like nada, nothing coming back to me. And so I had to stop and go, well, what's going on here? And look inside and recognize that I didn't even actually want to run an <laughs> online course. Like, yeah, well, there's that. I'm running a mini series at the moment, but these were like massive, big mastermind containers. And I'm like, it just really doesn't float my boat, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I didn't know what was going to come in and fill that space. I, and I'm even going to speak into this. Um, because I've been afraid of people knowing. So I'm going to just put myself out there. And say it, you know, I yesterday went and got a job two days a week at my local cafe. And I say this. You're all leaning into the camera. And I say this because I desire for myself this space from my business and the way that I have been doing business to create a space to focus on building a cabin on our land, to create a space for that pivot, for that turn, to really, you know, this new energies to truly fill in and manifest in my life. And I don't want to be that person that's too proud to say I've been working on my business for four years and now I've gone back to work two days a week. It earns me like nothing. But it feels like the right thing to do. There's something about it that feels home, that feels safe, that's like pulsing energy through my body. And I trust that enough, even though my mind would have said that is a backward step. That's, you know. That's that old conditioning. Right? That that toxic conditioning that that um, I can just hear it in my head now about about what it means to be a spiritual business owner or to be living your calling, but to be able to really get back to your, to your own beingness and say, this is what lights me up. That's, that's where the power is. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I give myself permission for that now, you know, give myself permission for that. And like you are probably the 12th woman who has spoken to exactly what you just said, including I'm working part-time a couple days a week. It's not about the money. And for some, it might be a little bit about the money. For some, it's about getting out of the house. For some, it's a change of pace. For some, they need spaciousness. What I see in that is we are being sent out into the physical world. We are carrying the frequencies now, and they are not exclusive to the spiritual community. Which gets me back to the, gets me back to the arrogance. Absolutely. Let's just build a little fence. We're all in this little community, and you know, all the everybody else is outside, and and that's just, that's just not real anymore. It's, or if it's real, it's not working. It's not real. No, it's not real. We, I believe, especially women, it's women who are saying this. It's not, I haven't heard it from a man. Men are going through something very different. The women are being guided and it comes in the oddest form. Get a part-time job. And to do it, they are having to shatter the ego of spiritual arrogance. and. I don't just make that an ego thing. There's a true dialogue that in every woman has been, am I going backwards? Am I abandoning myself? Am I not doing my work in the world? And these are very deep inquiries in the soul 
of a woman who has chosen a path of divinity Mm. and knows she is meant for it. Part of the old coding is to go to the temples and not just go to the temples, separate yourself Mm -hmm. in the temples and the monasteries and the convents and the oracle caves and the retreats and the whatever. And now the mandate is go in the world, Mm -hmm. be with the people, carry the energy. Well, that's the Aquarian energy. It absolutely is the Aquarian energy. So I, 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 I find you speaking to a massive, going back to massive, massive, energetic. And for the women who enter your world, this is what you are modeling, coming mm-hmm. full circle. I was thinking the same to thing. feminine leadership. This is the feminine leadership now. Place your being, your body, your heart, your energy, your sex, your knowing, your everything. Your integrated self. That's right. The embodiment of you, which is the matter, is the earth out in the world. Because it's who we are. We are the matter, the mother, the matter, the substance, the making manifest into flesh. Okay, ladies. Now go live it. She's on fire. (laughs) I got shivers. (laughs) And and I I say all of that, one, because it's true, and we're all sitting here having stepped into it. And two, because Jessica, you're the guest today. And you work with women in business, in co-creation, in feminine leadership in the Aquarian energetics. So the women who touch your field and your work, in some ways, we're we're sort of speaking to pieces of what that path is. And it certainly isn't going to be black and white across the board for every woman, Mm -mm. because all three of us sitting here are being sent into the physical realm in very different ways. And for me, unequivocally, When I answered that and also said in a Facebook group, in my community, hi, I would love a part-time couple days a week, something in the world, meeting people kind of experience. Here's who I am. Here's what I bring to you. And that was incredibly vulnerable. But the moment I did it, door after door, after door, after door. And they start like those little Russian dolls, door after door, after door. And it just keeps expanding to exactly what I would have visioned years ago, but not like this. Because you were willing to own who you are and what you want and said, this is what I want. And I, I, when you said that, Jessica, like the 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 model you're you're creating for you, the people, the women you work with. Every time a woman steps forward in her truth, she and that and, and that vulnerability to say, yes, this is what I'm doing because this is what speaks to me. You send out a million permission slips for everybody else to go. Oh, it's okay to be me. It's okay to do that too, and. I think we, we we don't even really comprehend the impact of our of speaking our truth on for for ourselves, but the the literal and energetic impact in the world, whether we we see those people or not, you know, they see us. They see us. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that almost brings me full circle to like what I said at the beginning of the podcast around you know I've really shifted that focus away from business into this leadership self-leadership first and you know the path is not linear which is again a feminine thing it's not limit linear and our purpose is is yeah like you say just to be it's not to deliver on something it's not to build something it's not to create something and yet you know, even a year ago when we last spoke, Alia, I would have felt like such a failure 
to be in this place. But having known my truth yesterday and receiving the reflection that I've just received from both of you on on this and what it is really energetically about on a bigger level, like my mind is blown, (laughs) you know? This is what it's about. It's about our purpose is not something outside of us. It is is our beingness and, and the codes that we carry and that we take into these places and spaces. And we will be abundantly rewarded for that, whether that comes through you know the form of a business or however it is that that um it comes back to us that being abundantly ourselves I suppose is that reflection that comes back I'm sure in terms of you know financial physical support that we need to do our work in the world yeah absolutely what I hear is we're coming home to ourselves ourselves yeah we can't we can't lead others without that self-leadership and that is the leadership. Yeah, that's true. You're that right. is that is the leadership. Like I find myself being moved into positions of leadership that are the result of, hey, everybody in my town, I'm looking for, or I'm interested in X, Y, Z and just floating it out there. I wasn't looking for leadership. I was looking for community and service Mm -hmm. to use who and what I am to benefit my community. Leading yourself into the community. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) Gosh, um, thank you. I really uh, deeply appreciate that reflection. And I feel that it's almost that divine co-creation that divine reflection coming back that you know we had this conversation on this day and perhaps my big moment you both spoke at the beginning I think I'm not sure if it was while we we're on the podcast or before we jumped onto the podcast about that moment that that one decision you made mm-hmm. and maybe maybe this is my decision but who knows you'll just have to Follow it and find out. I can't think that, can I? If I get attached to that, I go right back to what we've been talking about. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, this this energetic container feels like it's it's full. Is there anything else you want to share? Do you want to share anything about your your work in particular before we go? Or or stay focused on this beautiful work around self? It's a beautiful place to be it's a really beautiful place to be um I mean if anyone does want to reach out to me I am still doing um some level of work with um you know spiritual business owners um leaders creatives anyone who's got you know work on magic outside of the mainstream um supporting them to bring in the energetics that are needed to birth their business and so this is a this is just coming back to this co-creation again where it's a a merging of the worlds where we um, bring in spirit um, connecting your human self with this more expansive potential uh, energetic potential so that whoever is working with me in that session is able to then become the person they need to be to follow through on that vision because the businesses and the visions and things that we receive are not hard as we have kind of discussed here you know it's not hard it's very easy when we get to that place but becoming the person who is able to embody that who has lived and walked that path to get to that point that's the hard part and so in these sessions it's really about a massive um, activation of the human self to start on that trajectory and bring that vision to life. Well, I can't imagine a better person to assist with that than you, given your your gifts and your own personal journey and the and the place you are now. Yeah. Sounds like a like it would be a beautiful partnership. Mm. Mm. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for coming back and joining Jacqueline and I today. It's been a really beautiful conversation and I'm so grateful that we've had this time together. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I am too. It's been such an honor. So much fun and 
whew, fully activating, you know, together we have created something new and who knows where it's going to take us. Mm, into the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, I'm Arlia Hoffman. I'm here with Jacqueline Robinson and Jessica Dawson. And um, ooh, this has been, this has been an extraordinary conversation. Um, so feel free to join us again, like, and share. You can find us at thewomensanctuary.com. And thank you for being here. This has been The Women's Sanctuary. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.